This podcast is brought to you by Podcast Nation. Happy Monday, y'all. Welcome back to the WOMED. Jack and I are back this week supporting our nursing students. We know how rough school and clinicals can get. And, you know, we're just here for y'all. You got the good, the bad, and some weirdness, I'm not going to lie, in this week's episode of The WOMED. This week, we're bringing some sweet NDE energy to your ear holes from Cal. She writes in, I listened to your most recent podcast on my way to work this morning and got the call that I got accepted into PA school. Felt the need to tell you ladies since you are both such inspirations to me and I have to be a BA PA. Got to. And add more into the health community as you beautiful humans have. Well, Kel, you are going to be the most badass PA. Huge congratulations from Jack and I. And don't forget, if you've got something good going on at work and you want to share it, send us your NDEs. We would love to hear it. We would love to give you a little shout out or a pep talk, whatever you're needing. You can DM us on Instagram at the WOMED, or you can head to womedpodcast.com and submit your NDE on there. Now, without further ado, I give you Jack and I. Have you not heard my theory about microdosing? Are you mean you mean like like microdosing shrooms? Because I'm all for that. I swear I've told you about my theory. No. Have I not told you? Mm-mm. Okay. Okay. Well, we're gonna have to have the unbiased science pod girls or Dr. Parikh back. And they're probably gonna like laugh in my face, but <laughs> this is all anecdotal. And this is just a theory that I have. But I have this theory that some healthcare workers have been slowly microdosing with COVID, like throughout the pandemic, you know, slip of the mask here, inhaling accidentally here, a cough in the face there. Yeah, but like very, very small doses. So over time, we've built up like some super immunity to COVID. So I would knock on some wood right now. I already did that. Okay. Like I literally, I do that every single time I, I bring this up. I go, I'm going to fucking wake up with COVID tomorrow. I know. It. <laughs> but I have this theory. And I mean, yes, knock on wood. Because, Isn't that um, what herd immunity is? No, this is different. Okay. This is microdosing. Okay. You just. <laughs> <laughs> on that note. I'm telling you. Think about it, Danielle. I mean, you've been up in people's like lips. Like, I know. In their faces. So like little little dose here, little dose there over the course of two years. Well, that and I mean, vaccines work. Yeah. Well, I mean, obviously, like this is not I'm not like not going to go write a scientific article about this, <laughs> but I'm just saying I think I have a point. I think you could. I think anything's possible. I feel like your your tone is like you're like you're you're messed up in the head, Jack. No, I, honestly, your t- no. Your tone sounds a little like no. No, my mind is just switching back from microdosing shrooms, which I Actually, no, I really want to do the macrodose with like a therapist and like go deep and uncover <laughs> <Yeah>. some shit. <laughs> At this point in the pandemic, like, yes, we need a macrodose. Like, I'm but not micro shit anymore. A guided <laughs> well, med retreat <laughs> 2022. Shrooms. <laughs> I'm dying. It's not a bad idea. 
Okay. <laughs> but are we this note this, this, this episode is not about shrooms. I'm sorry. We will have one. No. No, this episode is actually going out to all of our nursing students who are starting back for second semester. Uh, 2022 yes. new grads coming in hot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Welcome back to the WOMED where we microdose and are here for nursing students. I've only microdosed twice. Oh my God, I'm so lame. I've never done it. I want to do it at Red Rocks. Can you believe that? Or can you? I, I can you because like I was that. such a baby about it. I took like, I probably took like half of a microdose. Like honestly. I know. Like I'm such a, like I'm such a little baby when it comes, like I'm just like one, I'm just like, well, this is, I mean, we're, we're recording. So like if anyone from work is listening, I've like, I've just in general never been like a drug person, Mm-mm. like just not my thing. Like it's, have all, I don't drink it's alcohol. me. <laughs> I've stayed away from it. Like, not my thing. Yeah. And so, like, with shrooms and stuff like that, I also think just, like, growing up, I just, like, wasn't that cool. Like, I wasn't cool enough for, like, to be offered drugs, honestly. No. People would have been like, oh, my God, look, there's Danielle in her D.A.R.E. t-shirt. <laughs> exactly. Not ironically not either. Cool. <laughs> okay. Anyway, we're done. Okay. So, yes, we are here for the nursing students and the new grads for this episode. All right, I am so pumped. So, A, this is like the first time we've put up, like, or I've put up in WOMED history, a Q&A that got so many questions <laughs> that you all wanted answers to. And it just makes me so happy that, you know, more and more people are engaging with the platform, with WOMED, and Y'all pump me up. Like, I'm. this makes me very happy. I know. We had so many questions submitted in for this episode that we, like, I don't know if we're going to get to them all, but we are going to try our best. So we are so grateful for everyone that that submitted questions. And honestly, I, they're incredible questions that I get DM'd usually, or I have my own nursing students. I have them ask me all the time. So I think that this episode will really cover the nursing school bases. Yeah, we'll do another one for all of our new grad nurses, but this one, we're focusing on the students. Yes. So let's start this off with, I'm sure you all know by now that I work as a clinical nursing instructor. So you have like the full on, uh, full honest opinions here coming <laughs> from your clinical nursing instructor and Danielle as well. Like we, you know, nursing school is this very special time in your life. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that, that none of us ever forget. Some things Ooh. never change. Um, obviously, you know, there are some things that have changed the last few years with the new NCLEX coming out. And I hope that we can give you some more like Ooh, that, information. <laughs> that just that just sends shivers down my spine. I'm not going to lie. I know. I, maybe we did block out the NCLEX, but nursing school is a really special time. So we are very happy to be here for you. Yes. So pumped. All right. First question that we got, nursing school during the pandemic, a lot of people writing in saying that they feel like their education has suffered, they don't get as much hands-on skills, and whew, yeah, this is a I big can't, one. I really can't imagine. I mean, like, nursing school is hard enough a really long time ago uh, when I was in school. Danielle doesn't want and- to age herself. <laughs> Let's not tell all the listeners. It wasn't that long ago. I I mean, 
Jackie, it's, it's been a minute. They could be entering <laughs> school Let's like say, soon. What, like what if they're Doogie on- Howser. Oh God, don't say Doogie Howser. What happens on the WOMED stays at the WOMED. So you're you're safe. And all of our beautiful listeners. But you know, I wasn't in nursing school during a pandemic. So just the fact of like labs, you know, like our our hands-on labs. Mm-hmm. There's chunks of time when classes couldn't meet in person. I mean, I would I lived with a bunch of other nursing students. So that was really helpful for me. We would sit there and we would just practice assessments on each other, but that's not like a replacement, obviously, for getting, you know, your sim man or sim woman or, you know, hands-on teacher learning in these environments or feeling like you're you're thrown in on the clinical setting. Mm-hmm. God, as an as a nursing student, I would get panicky before I would mm-hmm. have to go onto the floors, especially if it wasn't something I, I was passionate about. No shame on psych nurses. Love psych nurses. That was like one of my most terrifying clinicals. I would always be like really scared to talk to patients. Totally. I'm getting off on a tangent. I'll reel you in because I have some pretty like pretty straightforward advice for people that are feeling this, that are worried that they missed out on some hands-on skills because Mm -hmm. this was like a real issue, especially the first year of the pandemic where some of our nurses, nursing students were missing literally like six months of their clinicals. Like we were doing all clinicals online. Um, Skills lab was canceled, things like that. So if your university, if, if, if you're having to cut back on clinical time or skills, here's a few pieces of advice. One, try to use the resources that you do have. Uh, Right now, unfortunately, if you're getting kicked out of the hospital because of COVID, it's for a good reason. You know, ultimately the school has to protect your health and has to protect you from going into a situation that you're not necessarily trained or prepared for. So if you get kicked out of the hospital, I know it sucks, but you got to do what you got to do. So you can try to watch YouTube, try to watch Instagram, uh, TikToks, like finding other resources to look and watch those hands-on skills. Also, try to reach out to your clinical instructors. See maybe if you can meet with them one-on-one in a skills lab, which isn't like a big packed environment. Um, Maybe they can see you into the skills lab and walk you through some things so you can get that hands-on experience. That's a really good idea. Yeah, I've had a few students reach out to me and and absolutely, if you want to meet with just one-on-one with someone and try to utilize your skills lab, do that. My other piece of advice with this is I know this sounds like you're going to roll your eyes at me, but try not to worry too much with this. When you're going to go look for your first nursing job, everywhere across the country and everywhere across the world knows that all nursing students are dealing with this right now. They know that you may have had weeks to months of your hands-on clinical getting cut because of the pandemic. So be really straight front, like straight front. I don't know if that's a word. Straightforward. I just put two words together. Be straightforward and upfront. There we go with what you learned in nursing school and what you're lacking with and make sure that you can verbalize that. So when you go into an orientation, they can give you extra attention and love. So you feel comfortable before you're on your own. And to anyone who is already a bedside nurse or clinic nurse, you know, wherever you're working and you're precepting these, these new nurses or nursing students, just keep reminding yourself of that same thing. Like, you weren't always the top bitch nurse that you are now. Mm-hmm. You know, it takes some time to like establish your own skills. And these new grads are coming in with, you know, even less 
training, you know. So um, I just really encourage, you know, the preceptors and stuff out there too, just to remind themselves that they're at an even bigger disadvantage, Yeah, you know. Totally. So, but definitely just ask. Like yeah. any nurse would rather have you ask like where something is, how to do something, how to do a procedure. Then you just try and be like, oh, I don't know. I think I can like muddle through it. This kind of leads into our next question perfectly, which is how do you deal with nurses that don't want to teach you in clinical? So I think this is referring to those like preceptors. So maybe Mm -hmm. not necessarily your clinical instructor, but maybe like the nurse that you get paired with. How do you deal with these nurses? And oh my God, I have, I could go on a rant here. I know. And like, I know I've been... I've been that nurse before that's like, listen, I just want to come in and do my work for the day. We've all had those days. Yeah. But I've also, like, apologized to my student or my preceptee and been like, I'm sorry. That was really bitchy. So don't take it personally. Mm -hmm. There is that nursing culture where you're just tired. You just want to come in and do your job. And sometimes you're on a unit that, you know, sometimes nurses get asked if they like to precept, if they like students and teaching, and some don't. Some are just, you know, thrown at them. Hopefully you're being taught in an institution that asks (laughs) and you're getting someone that actually likes to teach and will take that time. It's just not always the case. And I don't, I don't know how to best. Totally advise on that. So I can say as a clinical instructor that I'm usually, I'm the one that usually has to pair up my students with the nurses. I Mm -hmm. do of course always keep tabs on what nurses are really open to having students and like having students. Mm -hmm. But like we said, it's not always possible, right? Or sometimes even those great nurses that are really great at teaching, they can just be having an off day or they can have a Mm -hmm. really heavy patient load and they're just like not feeling it. So I agree with you, Danielle, first off, like If you're experiencing a little bit of, you know, passive aggressiveness, I would say, yes, really try not to take it personally. But something that I found really helpful for my students when they come to me with this is as your instructor, like I'm there for you. I will try to talk to that nurse and be there for you, but also realize that you're about to head into this world where you're going to be dealing with bitchy nurses sometimes. And this is a good Mm -hmm. time to start practicing your communication and practicing how to deal with these situations. So if you're with a nurse that you can tell is just like annoyed by your existence, I would say (laughs) like, you know, the feeling, um, yeah. When you can just tell, like they're just rolling their eyes, they're hustling around without you. When things calm down for a second, just genuinely go to them and say, hey, you know, I'm sorry that, I, you know, I, I'm super early in my nursing education. I'm trying my best. It's been really hard. I really appreciate you taking the time to walk me through things today. Just like kill them with kindness and say, oh, uh, yeah, kill them with kindness and say, how can I help you? You know, do you need me to go get water to this patient? Do you need me to... Um, help ambulate this patient, offer to do things that you can 100% do that you feel comfortable doing. Like Mm -hmm. anyone can ambulate a patient, right? Anyone, if you're too nervous to take vitals, you know, certain things that you're uncomfortable with, you can go get them their lunch. You can go put their tray away. There are certain things that, no offense, like you can't fuck up. So (laughs) 
be proactive, kill them with kindness. And I guarantee you it, it will pay off. And if you're noticing Mm -hmm. that they're like being super bitchy from the hours of like eight to 10, they'll probably calm down after 10 AM after meds are passed and (laughs) after vitals are done. So hang in there, hang in there until 10 AM until they chill the fuck out. And then they'll teach you the rest of the shift. Yes. Yes. Hopefully. And like, as as you're speaking on that, I'm also like, Oh, I hate like having to excuse bad behavior on that too. I completely agree. Been that person, and it's like start a shift is just it's just always busy. Yeah, you know you're getting report, you're figuring out you know how heavy your patient load is, how critical your patient load is, and so yeah, Yeah. just that was great advice. Overall, overall, like to sum that up, like read the room. Mm-hmm. If your nurse is running around like a crazy person from nine to 10, follow them along, take notes, try to help if you can. Mm-hmm. And then when things calm down, be genuine, kill them with kindness and try to get the best learning experience that you can be proactive. And if mm-hmm. they are still being an asshole, tell your nursing instructor. Yeah. And when it comes to, you know, things like taking vitals and stuff like that, I cannot stress enough the importance, I'm I'm gonna say importance, of trying to work as a, a CNA mm-hmm. through nursing school. Okay. So that's actually that's a great point because that's actually one of our questions. That's one of our questions here. So I'm gonna hop to that one. Okay. All right. So what are your thoughts on working as a tech or CNA during school? What if it's too stressful? Am I missing out? So many hospitals are like in dire need of just extra hands, right? So even if you can offer one day a week, like one eight-hour shift a week, if you can manage that, that it's so beneficial. You start learning the pace of the hospital. You start learning how like shifts kind of start working. You start learning how different um, people within the healthcare team fit. And you just start getting comfortable putting your hands on patients, whether that's bathing them, whether that's taking their temperature, checking their pulse ox, walking around and like doing like the blood pressures and stuff like that. I think it's great clinical experience. Obviously, if it's too stressful for you, like nursing school is hard. Like it's hard to make that time. Some people need to work all through school to to pay for it. But I think it's one of the most beneficial things because it also, here's the other thing, it also put my foot in the door for like a job mm-hmm. as a nurse or like my internship that I did before my senior year of nursing school. And I got to work in the NICU in that hospital that I was a CNA at because I had already established myself as someone who was a CNA there or a patient care tech Mm -hmm. was what we called them. Um, I think it's, I think it's so valuable. It's yeah. I don't know, Jack, what do you think? So I agree on certain levels, but I also kind of have a different opinion to be honest. So that's why this is great because I think you can take both sides of this and like take Mm -hmm. what you take what you please. Yeah. So I I com- I mean there is no denying the fact that if you work as a tech during school, you will be on a different level when it's time to graduate and be a nurse. As a nursing instructor, I see this uh, hands down. I can tell that my students that have worked as a PCT or worked as a tech, like 
they're on a different level. They are on a different level of being able to handle patients, of being able to uh, turn patients, wash patients, the things that you said. They mm-hmm. are on a step that is going to put them in a really good place to be starting their first job. And I completely agree with you. It's a perfect stepping stone to get your foot in the door in a hospital, in a unit, and it's going to absolutely prepare you. Now, <laughs> with that being said, I do not think it's absolutely necessary, no, to work as a as a tech to go um, before right. you go into it being a nurse, mm-hmm. right? There are a lot of different options that you can do during nursing school that are going to also help you prepare to be a good nurse. There's a lot of opportunities for research usually on college campuses. Some of these like research jobs or scribe jobs can also help you with get tuition waivers, can kind of give you like a different experience in healthcare that you can then bring to your nursing job. And also, Danielle, I completely agree with something that you said, though. If you're already stressed out, if you're having a hard time managing your time, then you need to put school first because if you can't be getting A's and B's on your exams and getting through nursing school, well, Let's it doesn't be honest, really I got matter. Some C's. You know, not, my university like doesn't allow C's for the students. So uh, we were graded so hard, yeah, that like a C plus was essentially like an A minus. Oh my god! In our program, like yeah, that's how I'm, like, that's how out. aggressive it was. Ooh. Yeah. So yeah, I guess the C's were rare. Ooh. It was like I mean, <laughs> but I've had my fair share of like very scary moments in nursing school thinking Mm -hmm. I was going to fail out too. But if you're already stressed out, then I would say don't do it because you're going to overwhelm yourself. Mm -hmm. And yeah, so take what you want from that. I I would say this is probably one of my most asked questions is about should I work as a tech during nursing school? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I feel like it's, it's kind of along with how I feel about you know, nurses that go right to the NP route without working at the bedside. And I'm like, I don't recommend it. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. That, that, yeah, that we'll save that. But that's a different, yeah, that's, that's a different level. (laughs) I hope that, I mean, I know that that was like a wide answer, but I hope that listeners can kind of take what they get from both of our perspectives and like go with that. Yeah. But also everyone learns differently. Mm -hmm. You know, some people are very book smart. Some people need more of the hands-on. So uh, for like different concepts and stuff to to grasp and like yeah, take hold totally. in your brain. But yeah, like no one's going to have you on as a nurse if you can't pass school. Exactly. So. Yeah, that's got to be the priority. Mm-hmm. Totally. Total priority. Okay. Next question. Ooh, what other resources for nursing school besides what they provide? This kind of like goes in with what you're just talking about, like learning differently. So I love this, mostly just because I'm going to shout out Danny Levesque on here again real quick because she is changing her entire platform over to complete like education for like the critical care setting. So a lot of doctors are making... Doctors, nurses, nurse practitioners are making these platforms, whether they're on TikTok, Instagram, whatever, um, that are delivering like bite-sized information, like breaking shit down for you. And I think that's going to be like a really great new wave of learning and like how people absorb that information. But again, like you have to know people's credentials, right? And yeah. take what they're obviously if they're 
showing you how to read an EKG. EKG. Oh my God. God, I, you're reminding me I need to take an EKG, of course. <laughs> a little yeah. refresh, of course. Those are, I mean, we, we have to do them in the NICU all the time, too. So, but just, just you know, research the person that you're totally. taking in information and from. And try not to get caught scrolling endlessly as you're using these platforms for education. But I completely agree with you. I really wish that I had... Like honestly, TikTok is a is a really good place to learn some of these like little skills and little hacks and hmm. nursing tips and tricks. I yeah. would say TikTok and social like Instagram can be really good for some of those clinical skills and other resources. Absolutely, YouTube. Absolutely, yes. Pinterest. Mm-hmm. Uh, make Pinterest. Like, you blew my mind with the Pinterest thing. Oh my god! I've said it before, and I'll say it again. Pinterest say is it like again. a hidden freaking gem for nursing students. Pinterest search. <laughs> Pinterest search <laughs> your topic of interest, whether it's like heart failure or even just like circulatory system nursing school. Like so many helpful mnemonics and Krebs cycle nursing school. Oh god, Krebs. Oh god, <laughs> Krebs. I feel like this episode's going to be like crabs, not crabs. It's bringing up a lot of like unresolved fears. <laughs> but yeah, there are so many resources out there. I so take advantage because I know if you're anything like me, like I am a visual learner, an auditory learner. I, I really struggle just learning from a book. So mm-hmm. take advantage of those other resources you can find online. Yeah, and apps. definitely last one apps. There's a lot of really yes. good apps out there. There's even like blood gas apps, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. medication, like interaction. You know, there's there's so yeah. yeah, there's some really really good apps out there. Yeah. Also, like you know, if you have the time, look into different courses. That well, I guess this might make sense for more like new nurses, but you know, like it like an EKG course or mm-hmm. something like that, like telemetry courses and stuff. You, there's like extra, you know, trainings and stuff that you can do um, just to make yourself more comfortable. But I really like, Jack, what you said about reaching out to your clinical instructors, right? Like mm-hmm. they're there for you or they're supposed to be. They're supposed to be able to support you and and be like a resource for you. So just take stock of what resources that you do have and you just got to ask and you got to be comfortable asking, you know, like request that one-on-one time, not just your like in-person clinical instructors for like on the units, but you know, your course instructors as well. Yeah. Just, you you just got to ask, you got to ask for, you got to ask for help. I completely agree. And this wasn't necessarily a question submitted, but as your, uh, keynote clinical instructor here for all the nurses, (laughs) nursing students listening. If I had to give like just a quick tip about like how to impress your clinical instructor, I hope my students are listening right now. Anyway, if you are looking to, you know, if you're worried about clinicals and you know, how to, how to navigate that and how to not just like impress your clinical instructor, but be a good nursing student, Danielle, you just said it, ask questions. I worry about my students that don't ask questions. Mm -hmm. But when you're asking a million questions, I'm like, yes, the student's engaged. They're understanding what's going on. Or maybe now that they're understanding that they have a question, right? Like they're understanding that maybe they don't exactly get why we're doing something. Now, if you can look something up in one of your apps or your books before you ask that question, I'm going to be super, super impressed. But 
I would say my biggest piece of advice is ask questions, be proactive, and show that you're engaged. That will really go a long way with your instructors. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Boom. Top tips. Mic drop. Boom. Ta- Mic drop. Top tips. Write that down, um, nursing students. This is free advice over here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <gasps> I will say, I mean, you know, every once in a while, like I've precepted and stuff before too, and you know, you get those new hires that uh, just doesn't compute for yeah. some people. And like, I don't want to say there's no, like, there really, there's, there's no dumb question. Like, please, just like always ask something. Just you know, and this was actually a med student, I should say that that asked me this: What patients do we wear gloves for? Oh boy. <laughs> and I looked at him and I said, all of them. Especially I was in like, the NICU. honey, oh my God, that's you don't know me. who's had their first bath. Yeah, you don't know what you're bringing me. in. Oh, ja- okay. I'm, I'm side noting here. I'm, I'm, I'm going on a tangent. I, there was a surgeon I worked with once. We had a fresh, ruptured omphalocele. Oh, God. I don't know what that is, really, but keep going. So, a gastroschisis, babies are born with their intestines on the outside. Okay. Omphalocele, intestines, maybe liver, something is on the outside, but it's enclosed in a, in a membrane. Okay, gross, so, but keep going. That membrane had ruptured. Homie didn't put on gloves. Like, baby's sitting in this, like, plastic bag, and he's oh like, Oh, my God. Poking around on there, Ooh. and then walks out of the room, Ooh. and I was like, you're going to wash your hands, Right. And he goes and he reaches for the foam. I was like, sir, wash your hands. They have not had a bath. Like, your hands were just in guts. Oh, my God. So what bad. the fuck was wrong with him? Oh. Ah. Always wear no. gloves. <laughs> Always wash your hands. Especially now in a pandemic. Ah. Yeah. Oh, my God. He was oh. the worst. Yeah, my skin's crawling. We need to move on. My skin is crawling. Yeah. Always ask questions. There you go. Yeah. Right back okay. All right. Next question Next. from the WOMED fam. Tips on giving report. As a nurse or is this for new – or are we doing – have we moved on to mm, nursing students? No, this is still nursing students. Okay. I mean, nursing students might be giving and getting reports, but we'll keep this one super quick because you may not be giving or getting report. So we'll just yeah. keep this one super quick. Because, yeah, because I, I, this is a great question, especially for new nurses as well. Most of the time, if you're, I mean, that's a real good way to impress your, your nurse is yeah. if you're like, hey, can I try giving report? Totally. Yeah. You want brownie points? Offer to give report. I was um, too scared to say anything. <laughs> oh, same. I like student. sometimes will like joke with my students like, okay, you're going to give report. And they like, it's just honestly comical watching them like shit their pants. And then I'm like, I'm just kidding. I wouldn't make you do that. <laughs> <laughs> Which, why do we make this so scary? Because systematically, okay, if you're going to give report, break it into systems. You're just yeah. going to go head to toe. You're going to give a brief overview. I mean, obviously my experience is different. I worked in NICU. Yeah. We'd we'd have patients in there for months and months and months. So if it was a new nurse or if it was like someone who had never taken care of that patient before, you know, your report's going to be longer. Yeah. If it's someone who's familiar with the history, they just might need a a few updates. But the best 
advice I can give is make your own report sheet. Mm-hmm. Yep. And make it big. Like you yeah. want room to write. Yeah. Like I hate I hate those little like given little report sheets that have like, you know, how many inches is that? It's like a they're just it's little tiny. squares. They're like a yeah, two no, by four. That's not, that's not gonna work. Square. That's, that's not, not gonna enough. work for us. No, especially no, if you're and new. especially maybe if you've yeah. been a nurse for ten years, but not if you're new. No. Yeah, and in, and you're on like a quick revolving unit. I actually may have made my own like report sheet and I give it to my mm-hmm. students because it's like this is how I learn, this is how my brain works. I can maybe link it in the show notes. Um if you're looking for like a good brain sheet, if you're looking for a report Oh, that's sheet. a great idea. Yeah. Yeah, the brain sheets are great. Be th- I would say like be thorough when you're preparing for a report. And then like just again, I love my little thing here of reading the room. If the mm-hmm. nurse you're giving report to is like, "All right, honey, hustle it up. Like I don't need to know like how long the patient's nails are." Then just kind of like I don't need to know up. the apgars. <laughs> then hustle it <laughs> up. And if they have questions, child. they'll ask you, but we'll save more of our report stuff for our new grads, but brownie points yeah. if you're trying to give report. Yeah. Major brownie points. Yeah, good for you. Okay. I don't know how much we're going to be able to help on this one, but tips on passing the NCLEX. Well, you're going to be more versed in that because you're in, like, you're a clinical instructor. Because everything that I'm hearing, the NCLEX is changing. Do you know, like, what it's changing to? (sighs) Yeah, I've heard that. So I think that this will go into effect, like, in 2023. Oh, okay. So actually, is I'm it you sure. only have 25 questions me. to get it no, all right? <laughs> it's like, hate to break it to y'all, but it's like, it's worse. I've heard it's going to be short answer for some of them, which I don't know how they're going to do this. I would but. rather do that. I will. Yeah, but that for scoring that, that's going to be a pain in the ass. No one wants to read I know. all of your answers. I know. So if you're in nursing school right now, taking the traditional old NCLEX like us oldies took. Mm-hmm. Okay, Danielle, give give like one piece of quick advice that you would have regardless of what the format is. What's your advice? Find an NCLEX course. Yeah, agreed. <laughs> that was my piece of advice. Yeah, that is yeah. hands down the best thing that you can do. There's lots of different companies that offer them. You can take them online. Back in my day, we had um, a clinic, like it, it was taught at our um, – at my like nursing college. Yeah. So have a course, get a book, take all the, you know, practice tests and stuff that you can and, and find a study group, Mm -hmm. you know, quiz with your friends, do rapid fire. You know, this is, you aren't going to survive on your alone, Mm -hmm. on yourself by yourself. Mm -hmm. I really like re- respect and love the students that are so gung ho and start really early. Like they'll start studying for the NCLEX like a year in advance, six months in advance. Oh, re- there's shit you don't know but, yet. <laughs> but realistically, I'm like, let's be honest, guys. I, I think that really you need like a month where you are just solely dedicated to the NCLEX. You're taking mm-hmm. that course. You're you're doing like a different app with like the rapid fire questions. I would say like take a month and just really dive into the NCLEX and know how to take the test because it is like unfortunately some of it is like just knowing how to answer those questions yeah and just I mean like that kind of sounds like oh my god how the hell am I going to take a month off you know to to study or do that you can take it like after you've graduated Mm -hmm. or you can also stack your senior year so I I mean like I did a bunch of like summer courses Mm. and stuff too 
I mean, like the this dumb shit, like statistics and like research or like something like that. You know, I did I did some of those during the summer so that I could have a lighter senior semester. Yeah. Um, just like purely focused on like my final rotations, the what I don't like know projects what, like, that you're wrapping proj- up, yeah. leadership stuff, like leadership yeah. rotations, all that fun stuff. Yeah. Yeah. It gives yeah. you more time just to kind of breathe, mm-hmm. um, which you need that yeah. that last semester yeah. to breathe and to focus on on, on passing the NCLEX, passing yeah. the boards. Yeah. Yeah. Well, board good luck vitals to you. too. Oh yeah, board <laughs> vitals. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean they they're they're not a sponsor, but like they do have like a uh, not that you have to be a sponsor. I just know that they have like a really good, you know, testing programs and stuff like that. So yeah, totally. Well, if you're taking totally. a new NCLEX, let the let the Lord be with you. <laughs> Jack and Jack and I will learn more about that. <laughs> yeah, I'll try. Well, now that yeah, I really don't know. I, we'll find out more. We'll find out more. Yeah. Okay. We're going to move on to this last question here. You ready? Ooh, okay. Let's go. This is going to be a long answer. So here we go. How to manage anxiety in nursing school. And boy, get a therapist. I wish, I mean, I shouldn't just say that because uh, mental health care is not cheap. But hopefully, I mean, I feel like they have therapists on campus. Do they not? They do, and it's usually should it usually should be a free resource for most colleges. Yeah. yeah. So look into that yeah. for sure. Definitely look into that. If you can like afford your own therapist that like you trust and you love and you have a good relationship with. We had uh she's in scrubs, nurse Sarah, um, on and she she was like, nah, like I preemptively started therapy uh before I even graduated on like how to handle the stress to help prevent burnout to, yeah. you know, do that stuff. So that's like I guess the broad best answer yeah. from like would, my standpoint. I know it's not available to everybody. I agree. I think that's a great time to start therapy, especially if you're heading into a career where things are going to be really challenging for you, then, Mm -hmm. you know, you're dealing with, we already talked about how many, you know, you're dealing with patient death and you're dealing with being overworked and you're dealing with a stressful work environment. Definitely a good time to start therapy. I first want to say with this question is that your nursing school anxiety is so real and know Mm -hmm. that you are not alone with that. Every nursing student has anxiety. Danielle it, and I had just, anxiety. Yeah. It I, just shows differently. I different just had, um, I was just grading my clinical skills, like test out. Do you remember those, Danielle, when you would have to go test out in skills lab? Terrified. Skills. Terrified. Girl, my, I had students that were like legitimately I like, shaking. Like I could I see think their I hands shaking. And I remember, I remember just telling them like, I have been in your shoes. I remember shaking during my, you know, my clinical skills test out. Mm-hmm. Know that like every nursing, every nurse that has ever existed has also had that same nursing school anxiety. So you're such just, a good teacher, Jack. <laughs> Because not everybody's like you. I know. Well, that's why I try to be like that is because it is stressful. I remember yeah. like I remember the feeling of like literally wanting to just like cry myself to sleep the night before these like test out days because you get mm-hmm. so anxious or the night before clinical, like you get so anxious. So I think just knowing that everyone else is having that anxiety too, whether or not they show it, like 
Mm-hmm. Everyone has it. I promise you. So just know that you're going to have to kind of find your own way to deal with this anxiety. And that honestly, nursing school is the time to like make these little mistakes. Like when you're in skills lab or where you get the question wrong on the exam, like no one expects you to be perfect in nursing school. That's why you have instructors. That's why you have preceptors. That's why you have people that oversee every little fucking thing that you do because we don't expect you to be perfect. Okay. Mm -hmm. So take a deep breath. (laughs) Cry in the bathroom if you have to. In the bathroom. My other piece of advice would be to, you know, and I've said this before on the podcast, just to try to not get too behind. The second you Mm -hmm. start getting behind all your material is when that anxiety really will start to go through the roof. So if you need to pack your bag the night before clinical to put all of your, your stethoscope and your pens and your scrubs, everything in the right place so you can sleep that night, then do that. If you need Mm -hmm. to start preparing for that exam, the day lectures start to be, you know, let out online, then start doing that. Like find the ways that you can handle your anxiety because unfortunately, sis, it's not going away. Yeah. Yeah. (sighs) Yeah. It's, uh, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And like this will lead into our next episode about being a new nurse because honey, that anxiety ain't going anywhere for at least a year as a new nurse. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so you better start learning to manage it because find good coping skills. Also, so there's so many things that I feel like I would I would do different if I went back to nursing school now. Like oh, different wait. resources that like I would want. I love this. If you I'm adding a question. Okay. If you could give a nursing student or old nursing student Danielle one piece of advice, what would it be? Uh, to not date any artists on campus. <laughs> Give me bad news. Um, don't and date broken people. Oh my god. <laughs> okay, not really what I was going for, but no, I we're know. rolling with it. Well, that's it. We're going to do a nursing dating episode as well. Yes, we are. Yes, we but are. But no, if I could give nursing student Danielle like one piece of advice, it would be to trust your gut. Mm. Trust your gut and surround yourself with people that want to see you succeed. Wow. Love that. What do you mean by that? Like surround yourself by people that want to see you succeed? Like non-nursing people or or more like Both. your classmates or – classmates you know yeah. like everyone knows there's there's the people that are trying to like beat out everybody's score there's a person that asks really dumb questions in class and you just roll your eyes and then there's like your core friends in school that like you are all in it together yeah and stick with them mm-hmm. check in on each other i wish i'm like thinking back now i'm like oh my god i would wouldn't it have been cool if there was like a nursing student support organization, you yeah. know, led by, you know, someone like in your class where you could go and just be like, I'm feeling so overwhelmed in this area. Like, how are you guys doing? Yeah. You know, I, just I so you don't feel so alone in it. Just like joining like a student organization at your nursing school can provide that. It may not mm-hmm. necessarily be for like wellness or for support, but you can find but support that community. That mm-hmm. Totally. Yeah. I love that. What about you? What would you what would you tell your nursing student self? I would self? tell my nursing student self to chill the fuck out. 
That's what I would that tell it's going to be okay. That it's going to be okay. It's all it's, it's yeah. going to be okay. Um, One way or the I other. I would tell her to maybe this is like really bad advice. <laughs> Take this with a grain of salt, people. <laughs> but no, honestly, like my advice would be like you're still like you're in school. Take it seriously. Get your stuff done. Nursing school is hard, but try to enjoy yourself a little bit. Don't be that person to like study for 30 hours like nonstop the day before your exam, like find your flow that works for you and try not to stress out too much because I guarantee you, your, your instructors, your faculty, they want to see you succeed. If you're having trouble, they get paid for you to succeed. If you're having trouble, reach out to them because they, everyone wants you to succeed. So chill the fuck out. You're going to get through it. That's what I would say. I like that. That's not advice to go like, do a keg stand the night before your exam. But more or less, you get my gist. <laughs> Been there, done that. <laughs> Who hasn't? Who hasn't? <laughs> I love it. Yeah. I partied my freshman year, and then once I got into the nursing program, everything changed. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, my first year of nursing school, oh, my God, I was like a little club rat. Like, I was like 23 and just like— But you were also on, like, the hockey team. No, 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 no. I was—so I did my nursing degree later, so I didn't do it as my undergrad. I was, like, in my early 20s, just, like, living my best friggin' life. (laughs) I love that for you. I I was not. (laughs) I'm like, is this episode going to be helpful for our students? Helpful, maybe. Relatable, definitely. Well, (laughs) I hope you all found that somewhat helpful. I really, I don't know, Jack, I love doing these little just you and me episodes. Me too. Me too. And I really hope that for all of our students heading back for this winter semester. I know a lot of you are about to graduate in four or five months. I hope that you were able to take some takeaways from this episode. More or less, don't do a keg stand the night before an exam. Ask for Please help. dress warmly to all parties. Don't don't drunk home walk. Don't walk home. Don't are you don't drunk? Do the, are you don't do, don't do the drunk walk home. Without like your shoes, it's the middle of winter. I'm momming you right now. Just, just, just be safe. Be safe. Yeah. <laughs> I speak from experience. Okay. There's Uber now, Danielle. They have Uber now. These students have Uber. Yeah, we didn't in yeah. lacrosse. Was they don't know. Yeah, we they don't walked. know the struggle. We know we the struggle of like in having heels. Yeah, we did. In mini skirts. Yeah, we know the farm struggle. You will never know the struggle of not having Uber and having to walk through the cold. That's mm-hmm. where we'll leave it. To get your Boone's Farm. What the fuck did you just say? Boone's Farm. What yeah. is that? You've never had Boone's Farm? It's like the cheapest. Boone's like, Farm? Boone's Farm. B-O-O-N. B-O-O-N. No, what Boone. is that? Boone's Farm. What? Wait, what is I'm Googling it. Wait, I don't get it. What is it? We would like brown bag it. Um, it was like two dollar, like it's like a wine cooler, but it came in like different flavors. But it was like the size of a wine bottle. Has, are you sure this has been like recalled? Let's see. It may have been. Oh, it's like <laughs> oh my god! It's like wine. 
Ew, Danielle. Yeah. No wonder you don't like wine now. This probably ruined it for you. No, I'd never liked wine. But you drank this shit, so. Yeah, because it tasted good and did the job. Boone's Farm, wow. And it was cheap. All right, everyone, stay away from this. Stay away from Boone's Farm. (laughs) No, don't stay away from Boone's Farm. Just drink it responsibly. On that note, Jack will put her report sheet in the show notes so you can have that. And knowing Jack and how, like, anal she processes things, it's going to be a really good report sheet. It's a great report sheet, yes. And that leads (laughs) me to this, too. I know everyone probably, there's so many other questions that you might have. Do not hesitate to ever reach out to the WOMED, our Instagram account, our website. Submit your questions and we will try to get back to you or give you a shout out on the pod. Or do another Q&A episode. Yeah. Perfect. As always, thanks to Podcast Nation. They do such an amazing job for us. Like literally podcasts would not be possible without them. We've got some really good stuff coming up this season for you. On that note... WOMED out. <laughs>